being someone that is is white and black and gay, um, I I'm aware of my trauma and my guilt. I'm aware of my privilege and my lack of privilege. I'm aware of like my hope and also of my despair. I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with being able to process these polarities because to a certain extent that's what that's what yoga has trained me to embrace. That was Rocky Heron. Hey everyone and welcome to another session of Dharma Dudes. Hi Rocky. Hey Daniqua, how you doing girl? Ooh, hey Rocky. Rakiki. Lightly, <laughs> <laughs> <Probably>, Danny. <laughs> Rocky, we're back. We back, baby. Guess who's back in the uh uh house with two big Dharma dudes for your mouth. That's uh that's a new intro. Well Okay. I didn't know we know. were doing that. Oh you didn't you never come to the rehearsals, Danny. I mean this is awkward because we're I mean, live. We've been doing fine. the rehearsals on Zoom and you still don't we still don't make it. I don't know what's going on. Rocky, we get into some topics today. We we get into the gig, honey. Yeah. What do we get into today, Rocky? Uh, well, we talk about everything that's going on. Just real quick. Yeah. Uh, we talk about um, we talk about kind of the recontextualizing of our teaching as yoga teachers to I guess respond to and and meet the moment. Um, and I, I I felt interested in in sort of sharing my perspective on you know whether or not like white yoga teachers should keep teaching or stop teaching <laughs> just yeah. like see a lot of a lot of a lot of conflict around that so yeah it was on my mind it was a really informative conversation for me while we were going through it like just you know it's really important for me to listen as much as i can right now and also just be super authentic as to where i'm at right now yeah and listen you know listening i think is not just about listening to to like for example black voices like we also have to learn how to listen to ourselves at deep levels mm -hmm. um so yeah there's there's a lot to listen to a lot of it noise and a lot of it really important information and being able to d discern the differences an ongoing endeavor i hope people enjoy the conversation listening to the conversation as much um as i enjoyed it having it and uh of course y'all can always support the show you can check out um the show on itunes and leave us a review you can also hit the uh the show support link and uh make a contribution to keep the show going um you could you could share the show with your friends what else could they do rocky what else? oh gosh uh, just in general in life like, sure yeah oh god oh god okay <laughs> i'm just spitballing here like you could Walk to the park. You Let's get on with the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the gig, honey. And without further ado, here goes this week's session of Dharma Dudes. No more ado here. Hi, Rocky. Oh my God, Danny, what are you doing? You're so crazy. You're so weird and random. I know. It's like I can't help it. Here we are, being weird and random. Welcome to the Weird and Random Hour, previously known as Dharma Dudes. Previously, previously known as, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> the podcast previously known as Dharma Dudes. The podcast previously, previously known as, I don't know what it was before that. Yeah, I think it just existed in the realm of possibility before that. So it really was, it was really every possible name a podcast could have. Wow. And now it's, about? yeah, I'm I totally a really deep thinker. So like, I know it's hard to keep up, but like you will wow. your 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 consciousness will expand 
Wow. My mind is, I just want you to know my mind is, I can't, I don't even know how to respond because my mind is just blown. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. Uh, I think we should probably leave it there because what else can be said? Yeah. The whole point of this podcast from day one was for me to just render Danny speechless through a mind expansive uh, alteration and mission accomplished, bubs. Hey, hey, bubs. I think we did the thing, bubs. (laughs) Rocky, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. I I will say, um, this is, you know, not an original thought. Well, I'm sure it's a shared thought. Like this is in my whole life. This is the time that I am the most cognizant of the fact that I am living through a historical and historical, a historical, a historical, a historical moment, a historical moment. I mean, really every moment is historical. Every moment. So (laughs) is the new format of the podcast that you will just substantiate everything I say with a slightly British accent? Yeah, I don't know where I was going with it, but I tried. Well, the Danny Pomploon story. (laughs) I tried. I don't know where I was going with it, but I tried. A memoir by Danny Pomploon. (laughs) Writes itself. Writes itself. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Dharma Dudes, guys. If you haven't already noticed, we are up to our old, our same old shenanigans. You know, new world. Who dis? Dharma Dudes. (laughs) Same old, same old. There's a lot going on right now, Rocky. There's a big old movement with Black Lives Matter. Pride's happening. Uh, COVID was a thing for a little bit. I'm not sure if we're still into that. If that's still a thing. If that's or we got over that. But uh, murder hornets were also a thing for a little bit. They did. What happened to them? I know this whole Black Lives Matter movement really just sort of steamrolled over the whole hornets thing. <laughs> Murderous <laughs> hornets movement. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> Sarcasm. <laughs> The 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 topic of today's episode is sarcasm, an expose by, <laughs> by the dudes. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot going on. It's always hard to kind of know how to address it. Like when I see people, they're kind of like, you know, in light of every like all the things that are going on. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like how do we actually distill what's happening into like a a sentence or like an, an accurate description. Um, Because we all feel it in our own ways. um, And it's, you know, it's clear to everyone that like, this is, this is a moment, what, what it, what it exactly is and where it's all heading and why, you know, is, I guess, (laughs) yet to be seen. Right. Um, But as, as ever, I'm, I'm grateful for, I don't, I don't even want to say the yoga practice at this point, because I feel like even calling it the yoga practice makes it a specific thing. And I'm realizing more and more that these practices are just the things that one must do to consistently <laughs> navigate the, the dynamic variables of life and force and experience and feedback and, you know, life. So I'm grateful for, um, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the tools that I've, somewhat sharpened over the years yeah. to at least stand a chance to hopefully navigate what is unfolding. Cause it is, it is a lot, a lot of things. 
Yeah, I, I was I was talking to actually just before I got on 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 this podcast with you, I was talking to another uh, yoga teacher friend, and he was just like, "There's such a there's so many voices going around right now with so many things and appropriation and things like that." He's like, "I don't, I don't even know what I want to call this yoga thing because." it seems like it's a big old empty promise or that if, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's a, he's a white person, uh, he's like that, I, that I'm doing it wrong or that I'm going to get, you know, um, whatever for it. You know, he's just like, I really just want to do what I love to do, which is teach mobility and mindfulness, mm-hmm. you know, call it mobility well, and mind. <laughs> I, I, I think it's important to remember, like, just because we are living through an historical moment and there's, there's a lot of work to be done and a lot of attention to be applied and a lot of, you know, different directions. Um, we all still need to stay mobile and mindful, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, uh, you know, I, I certainly don't speak for the black community. I'm a part of the black community, but we all, you know, we're not monolithic. We all have different perspectives on this. Um, but my perspective is that, you know, we were talking about before I, I've seen so, and I've actually received many um, texts and messages from, from yoga teachers, white yoga teachers, primarily that are kind of like, is it okay that I still teach what I teach? Is it okay? <laughs> you know, do I have permission to continue to teach? Um, and and again, we all know you are the end all of, of answers for this. Like if it doesn't go through you, then we don't get to do it. Yes. Oh, is that not clear? <laughs> yeah, I was making sure. Please, I would love it if every white yoga teacher um, in the world could email me um, <laughs> just to receive my official blessing that you continue to do your work in the world. Um, <laughs> I will get back to you in 108 to 208 hours. Um, <laughs> what was it? So, <laughs> you know, I, I think that that's kind of what I, I, I wanted to talk about this episode because obviously a lot of our listeners are yoga teachers or yoga enthusiasts. And I do think that, um, you know, for me, the yoga practice, maybe there was a time when I approached it as sort of this, this escape from reality or, or an opportunity to turn away from, Mm -hmm. from current conditions. And I don't think that's bad. You know, we, we, in order to create something, we do have to sort of become saturated in the vision of what we wish to create sure. um, as opposed to being kind of bogged down in what, what is, um, but you know, like classical yoga philosophy is a bit more, um, aimed at those sort of aesthetic practices, uh, of like turning away from the world retreat, like renunciant practices. Um, and you know, I'm, I consider myself a, a, a hatha yogi, more of a tantric yogi. And of course those practices are really more to stay, to stay present, to stay engaged, to stay uh, attentive to the physical world and um, not just to retreat. So I will say while my practices have often looked like, um, you know, a a retreat, like meditation often is sort of a retreat in many ways. um, I, I've always sort of endeavored to use my practice as a means to help process and synthesize and stay engaged as opposed mm-hmm. to kind of check out. Um, and yeah, like there's, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of information being sent our, in our direction to kind of use in the, the synthesizing of our practice and everything that goes into that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> So much to say on this. 
just I so you know, think- before, feel free to say whatever you want to say, but it, it is definitely problematic, whatever you're about to say. And I'm already... Um, <laughs> Ultra triggered? Yeah, I can't... Oh, sorry. I, didn't t- I canceled you before the, the podcast. I hope that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Danny's canceled. That yes. End. Yes. But you had a good run. Oh, God, you had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were saying. My name is Danny. Can I? Is that safe to say? Uh, I would just tread lightly. <laughs> tread very lightly. I um, <clears throat> I wonder, and I'm I'm really curious as to, you know, with everything going on, I've had to look at my own process, and I've had to look at my own, you know, privilege, like every you know every other person um, is, and it's a very interesting. It's like. If I go on the internet and I say something like, "I'm sorry, you know, what?" The interwebs, the world, the information superhighway. Oh, okay. Why didn't you say that the first time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, if I go on the internet and say something, right? Then, if I don't say something fast enough, then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to, right? But in that time, I you might be fast enough. Well, like, you know, for instance, when the Black Lives Movement matter, like just started that, well, uh, the, 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 the big weekend that happened that kind of set everything off, you know, I took some time to really internalize everything and to see where I was with everything as kind of, I, I talked about this last week with Max on the show and I had said something, right? Because I was finally ready to say something. I think it was like a day or two after, I don't remember the exact timing, but people responded to me and they're like, we're, we're really glad that you said something. We're really glad that you said something that you spoke up and you know, right now it's time to be a leader. And I 100% agree on that. <clears throat> but I also was like, well, how much do I say, you know, and how much, what am I allowed to say that is okay? And how much of my process am I allowed to share? Like, am I allowed to say, I have a lot more homework to do. And so I don't know what else to say right now. Is that good enough? You know, am I allowed? Someone sent me an email and they were like, this is what you should do right now. You need to feature this person and that person and, you know, this and that. And I just felt like. So you got my email. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, so are you virtue policing me saying that, you know, it would because I'm still trying to have, I still need to make sense of it, you know, and. You know, I don't want to say like, well, I'm a slow learner or whatever, but I'm actually like reading things and looking into articles and, you know, like not going out and asking my black friends, Hey, what do they think? And, you know, like just trying to figure it all out. It's almost like if I say something, I'm okay. And if I don't say something, I'm not, I'm okay. Or I'm not okay as well. If I say something, it's the wrong thing. If I don't say anything, it's the wrong thing. Sounds exhausting. Well, yeah. You know, it's, it's, (laughs) no, I mean, I just, I, 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 I resonate with all of that and I, empathize with all that because you know there's so much the last number of years of my life personally have alerted me to the reality of sort of the inherited ancestral trauma um that you know i don't want to say that we all have but i think to a certain extent we do all have Mm -hmm. um or you know maybe it's trauma maybe it's guilt um, who who knows what we've sort of um, uh, absorbed and and you know what's been passed down to us and it's a lot to to process all of that and I think something that came 
became really clear to me in my personal life was that uh, the I, the way that you kind of help facilitate healing in the world is by first healing yourself, which of course isn't like, you know, I am healed. Now I can go heal the world. It's an ongoing right. endeavor, an ongoing process. Right. And connected to that is like the notion of leadership. I think mm -hmm. certain models of yoga would suggest that there is sort of this destination that we are to arrive at to in mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, insert your favorite preposition. Sure. Um, and that as yoga teachers, we have managed to climb the ladder of attainment to that place. And now we're going to help other people, you know, follow in our footsteps. And mm -hmm. it, that is, I think perhaps that's the misconception I had when I first started practicing yoga. And of course, as my life progressed and I realized that with every attainment is a new, a new confusion and a new kind of jumping off point into some, you know, some, some new difficulty and challenge and experience. And, um, and so that vertical model of kind of climbing the ladder has, has slowly but surely flipped to a more horizontal model of really being process oriented and continuing to do the work myself, which as a, mm -hmm. as a teacher means continuing to learn, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think I, I best lead not by, giving people all the answers, but by letting them in on the questions that I'm asking mm -hmm. and I can help them find, you know, to the extent that I have found answers to those <laughs> questions, I can certainly, um, share those, mm -hmm. uh, with the disclaimer that I'm going to keep asking those questions and I might arrive at a different answer tomorrow or next year. Um, and so it's an ongoing process. I think as, as leaders, if you identify as a leader, the best way that you lead is by example. Mm -hmm. And the best way to lead by example is to share with honesty and authenticity what it is that you're doing, including like the mistakes you're making and including the things you're learning in real time. Um, it, it occurred to me that like as a, as an educator, if someone came to me and for example, wanted to learn how to teach yoga, I wouldn't, just give them a very aggressive, abrupt download of everything they need to know as quickly as possible. And also say, you should have known this already. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I would say like step one, what are some of your intentions and, and why are you here? Let's reflect a little bit on what that means to you. What is yoga? Um, what does it mean to you? And then, and then, you know, the, there's a, or even if, you know, teaching a class, there's a sequence that you follow to, to help somebody map a new skill. And I think what's happened recently is, a very strong and potent request to learn everything that needs to be learned to correct this, to fix this, to heal this has been set off. And, um, there's a lot of very rapid, aggressive, intense, overwhelming learning all trying to happen at once. And that's just not the way that humans learn anything, right? You know, we have to learn piece by piece. And part of learning also involves having to make mistakes, um, and self-correct and problem solve. Yeah. And so I think if we, if as leaders, we can demonstrate what it means to skillfully engage in the process of learning. Um, I, I mean, I think that's probably the, the, the most potent thing that we can do right now. And to that extent, um, any, any teacher of yoga, regardless of their skin color or class or whatever, um, can do that and can, can lead within their communities by example. So I don't think it's really a time for every white teacher to stop teaching yoga, uh, just to amplify the voices of black teachers. I mean, I, I've, 
I've been very grateful and, and, um, you know, it's been meaningful for me to, to have people putting me on shine and, 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 you know, every day there's, there's sort of, I get tagged in something of like, these are the black yoga teachers to follow. And, you know, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I, I don't, I don't expect anybody to stop doing their work to, to just more fully amplify the work that I'm doing. Right. If that makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. It is, but it is yeah. an interesting time to kind of perhaps re redefine what it means to be a leader. Cause it's one thing to be a leader in the yoga community. It's one thing to be a leader, um, you know, for your students or at your studio. It's another thing to, to emerge as a leader, you know, just mm -hmm. a leader in the world and, and, and if that's the case, like what, who are you leading and, and to what are you leading them to? Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that that's goes on behind the scenes that, you know, like, uh, I'm part of a training right now and I'm learning about privilege and I'm learning about how that affects my yoga community and da, 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 da. And I'm not that really, this is now the first time I'm telling people this, you know, that like, I'm, I'm learning about this stuff, but I don't need to, I don't feel like I need to go out there every day and be like, this is what I'm doing today to like, you know, like I kind right. of, I have to make sense of it before I can speak to it. And I feel like if I start to speak to it before I really make sense of it, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. You know, otherwise well, and it's, there's, there, it's always a bit of both, right? Like, um, I know as, as someone that's kind of steadily in the mode of teaching um, and also learning that sometimes you learn to make better sense of it by endeavoring to teach it to others. You know, like mm -hmm. I've had plenty of moments in a teacher training where something that I feel like I kind of, I grasp or I, or I understand it, I'm trying to teach it to someone else and it just doesn't quite come out in the right way. And I have to, I use that as feedback of like, Oh, my understanding of this could be further refined so that I can speak more clearly to it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, or that on a very different scale, but like the question often happens in, in a teacher training, like, Oh, if I can't do, you know, can I be a yoga teacher if I can't do a handstand or like those sort of insecurities? Like, how do I, how do I teach a, a mixed level full spectrum yoga class when there's so many things I can't do yet? Mm -hmm. And so there's that kind of debate, like, is it okay to teach things that you yourself haven't fully mastered? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and if so, how do you approach that? Right. Right. Yeah. It's very interesting. And, and I also too, you know, I, I love what you said about the guilt part. There is that guilt part too. Like, am I doing enough today? Am I not doing enough? Like how much am I supposed to do? <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's that. And then also, I, I also don't want to forget about, you know, I mean, I can speak to all the things I can speak to being white presenting. Um, and I can speak to being, you know, half Mexican and also the queer side of me. And there's, there's a lot of that happening in in the mm -hmm. world as well it's like ah i have this one bucket of water and i'm trying to <laughs> to, to make sense of everything <laughs> you know i want to also speak up for black trans lives and mm -hmm. there's there's a mar there's three marches a day and i don't know which one to go to yet <laughs> do i go to the just the black lives matter one do i go to the black lives trans lives matter do i go to the you know like which one ah. <laughs> well feel free to email me and and as a black yoga teacher i will just I'm happy to tell you which, which marches you should be attending. <laughs> well, and, uh, I think it, it, it's as with, as with so much of what we do, right. There's like, there's the inner work and there's the outer work. There's what we do behind the scenes or sort of the microcosmic level right. of things, how, you know, cause 
I think it's it's dangerous to to create sort of narratives about the world where like there's a lot of evil in the world, um, but I'm not that, mm-hmm. you know, or there's a lot of racism in the world, but I'm not I'm not a part of that. And I think right. it's, it's something that I've I've learned from kind of studying mythic narrative is that you are you are every character in the story. The the, the evils of humanity exist within all of us. We all have the potential for racism and supremacy and greed um, and, and, you know, murderous tendencies. We, we all have that in us. And those are all forces that can, can consume us and take us over or that we can work with and transmute and channel and harness. I think that's, for me, like, that's one way of looking at sort of our quote-unquote practices is how to harness the forces at play within us and around us in, in ways that, that allow us to evolve and grow instead of kind of deteriorate and um, mm. de-evolve. And yeah. so while, while there's this sort of need to, if I was to, it might be a little reductionist, but if a reductive, but if I was to kind of say what's going on for black people and what's going on for white people. And I, I say this as someone who is both black and white, um, there's nothing to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the song. It's it's fine. You, you're already canceled. So anything else, anything you do. Oh, that's right. I, yeah. I was already canceled before I started. So no matter what I was going to say, it was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I believe they call it doubling down. Ooh. <laughs> no, Dan, I, I kid, Danny, you're always welcome to, um, to, to be canceled while I'm on the show instead of beforehand. Thank you, Rocky. Of course. <laughs> Hey, what's up, you guys? Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about today's episode and how it's sponsored by my friends over at Ladder. They are the best supplements on the market. I am not a big fan of just dumping garbage inside of myself. I'm huge on really taking care of myself. Um, This company was founded by LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger, which I think is really cool. But they also have hired some of the best scientists to put uh, this product just best on the market. Um, I use their plant-based protein. I use their essential greens. And recently, I've started to use their hydration packets as well. And I cannot recommend uh, just using it if you're you're super active, if you want to just take care of your body and and add a little more support. This stuff is the go-to. You can check out their website over at ladder.sport. And if you use the code BETTEREVERYDAY, you get 30% off your entire order. Check out ladder.sport. I think that that what what black people are experiencing in, in terms of like let's say ancestral trauma ancestral you know um, memory or, or experience would be trauma you know black people have been historically deeply deeply traumatized mm-hmm. um, and what white people are experiencing um, would I would call guilt <laughs> Not yeah. I would call it, it's often what it's called is guilt and mm-hmm. and guilt and trauma hear that there's somebody with motorcycle um guilt and trauma are like such challenging emotions to process and Mm -hmm. and wade through and and you know if we could snap our fingers and restructure our 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 political systems and our our distribution of of wealth and access and and uh, and resource in our country to to be more equitable and to be more fair uh there would still be all this trauma and guilt to process. It's not like that would all go away. You sure. know, it's like you can you can get out of a toxic relationship and get into a healthy one, but you're still going to have to do the work of healing from 
the trauma you experienced in the toxic relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think what's difficult right now is that the, the mechanisms that produce guilt and trauma, or that have produced guilt and trauma in, um, in the people of, our, of, of the world, or certainly of our country, a lot of those mechanisms are still at play. And they're at play in, in such like institutionalized systemic ways that, that it's hard to really process it because it's just, it's so ingrained in just quote unquote, the way things are and the way that our operating systems run. Mm -hmm. So like, how, how can you heal from guilt? How can you heal from trauma when they're still being perpetuated? Right. And so I think what's happening is, is on the one hand, we, we, we do need to kind of you know, take to the streets, as it were, and demand and work towards changing or, or halting the things that produce um, such deep trauma and guilt. And then, and also, subsequently, <laughs> heal from, from, from the guilt and from the trauma. And I don't think that we have to do one first and then the other. Right. Um, and I think where it comes to, to, to teachers and, and certainly teachers of movement or somatic educators, we have a great uh, uh, potential to help people in the processing of those, those emotions, those feelings. And I, I, I certainly don't suggest I'm some kind of therapist that can you know, help you process your grief, but um, we can facilitate practices that help uh, individuals to become more perceptive and more honest and more empathetic with themselves and, and, and to deepen our capacity to listen um, and respond, you know, in healthy ways as opposed to damage, you know, detrimental ways. And so, I've I've just really sort of experienced not just with with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, kind of the upheaval of of of, uh, of our country, but I'll, but even go back to the pandemic, like um, this recontextualizing of what I teach. So it's less about you know, helping somebody do a handstand, which is, you know, still a worthwhile endeavor. Right. Um, but, but really to, to learn how to use our, our, our movement and our mind and our breath and our awareness to facilitate personal transformation. Mm -hmm. um, if we can't do that on a personal level, I don't know how we're going to be able to do it as a collective. And so I think it all, it all plays a role. It's giving people the tools and the techniques to be able to process the, yeah, exactly. To, whether on either side, it's, it's, it's using the things that we know will ground us, that will help us tune in, that will help us inquire. Um, and also just cultivate the space to be able to, you know, fuck up a little bit on the inside, you know, and, and then move forward. Yeah. And it's so interesting that like, you know, I talk about this a lot in, in my trainings um, as it relates to kind of motor learning skills. Because the way that I learned, I mean, obviously, I, I've, I've been moving my whole life. But the, the first time I sort of engaged in a movement practice was through yoga. And the way that I was taught, I've taught how to move in, in the context of yoga was often with sort of specific alignment points. This goes here, this goes here, do this, do that. And, and you know, now you are doing the thing. <laughs> now you're in the pose. And mm -hmm. for a while, kind of the teachers that described themselves as like alignment-based teachers were the teachers that were often seen as having more knowledge 
um, or they'll, they'll be the teachers that will help you be more effective or, or, or safer in your practice and so on. Right. Um, and, you know, when I look, we, I think we talked about this maybe in the episode on, on um, nocebic language, but um, the way that we learn movement, the way that we develop to, to uh, bring our, our movement capacities online is through kind of the solving of problems and trial and error and getting up and falling down, um, having the space to fail, uh, uh, watching something and attempting to mimic it, um, and then getting the feedback on on what you know the stress what, of the body happened. Yeah, What's that? the stress of the body, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, and so I think we we have to apply the same uh, approach to learning. Um, movement as we do to learning anything we have to give ourselves room to to fail and 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 to learn as we go um and to not be so intent on now of course the stakes are high there are people that are suffering and 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 you know what sparked all this was watching somebody get lynched in the streets so like yes right. it's it's not a matter of like take your time well this will all kind of you know we'll figure this out as we go because clearly we haven't yet <laughs> like right. if that was the case, then why is this still happening? Um, so yeah, when, when the stakes are higher, it, it does create um, a, a, the pressure to like, we need to learn and we need to learn fast, but still we can't discredit how it is that we, that we do learn, um, which involves, that's why I say a recontextualizing of how it is that we, that perhaps we approach uh, our, our movement practices where it is, there isn't, you know, when I teach in a way that I would call kind of somatic, um, you know, soma essentially means of the body, but also the comes from a Greek word, um, which which suggests the the integration of the individual parts into that of the whole, and you know, teaching in a way that's somatic involves for me a, a lot of doing, but then also a lot of pausing and reflecting and noticing. Um, and if you're sort of constantly trying to achieve or get there without pausing along the way and, and assessing what's coming up for you in real time, um, I think it, it sort of slow, either slows down the process of getting there or when you do quote unquote get there, um, there's a lot of baggage that you have brought with you there along the right. way that, that needs to be processed. Right. Right. Yeah. That totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. I'm speaking in abstract ways. So. <laughs> abstractions make sense so how i'm curious um how have you how have you seen you know a shift in your teaching or the the way that you kind of adopt the seat of teacher or even the intentions that you hold going into your your classes um i mean i wouldn't say you know, anything too different in the sense that like, I'm not really changing, um, you know, the thing that, um, I'm not really changing the way that I'm teaching. I'm more so, um, offering more of a space, uh, so that people can actually come in with whatever it is that they have. And I'm encouraging that I'm encouraging them to, 
you know, just show up. The thing that I've been saying through all this is, listen, I'm just going to show up. I'm going to continue to show up. And that's all that I can really do is just show up and do Danny. Right. And, and, you know, continue to better myself every time I come on in and, and so on and so forth. And I'm encouraging people to do the same, but I haven't necessarily changed a bunch of language. I'm not going in there and being like, you guys, I want to talk about black lives matter today, right now. Like, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have this experience of changing people's experiences. Does that make sense? I don't want to facilitate and be like, this is what you're going to do now. And, you know, I, you have to start to think this way. I'm more so opening up the space to be like, look, wherever you're at today is okay. Whatever you're coming in with today is okay. And whatever it is that you want to pack, unpack on your mat, that's totally fine. You know, whether today's a good day or a bad day or an in-between day for myself as a teacher as well, if this today is confusing or maybe today's like really stable, there's no right or wrong to any, but you're coming to your mat to be able to make sense of this stuff. Yeah. Well, that in and of itself, um, encourages people to to consider what they're coming in with you know it's one thing to say show up and today we're going to work on your hip mobility um which you can still do Mm -hmm. um but but you know again it's that somatic approach of like well (laughs) who is who who is the person that's coming in today what's going on with you today and let, let, let that be the starting point for what comes next. And then even at the end of class, like being able to check in and say, okay, how, how did this experience today affect, affect you? Right. And, you know, I'm aware too, that like just the, the overall content, you know, there's a lot of conversation right now about kind of, um, I guess, elitism and, and the exclusivity of, of yoga and the way, you know, the, the demographics that are, are, to whom yoga is made most accessible. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think it's important, you know, I think in, in spite of, of, of everything, I do still believe that the individual, I have to believe that the individual has the personal authority and agency to influence and affect positive change in his or her life. Mm -hmm. You know, I will never give the government that much credit um, that it can thwart the individual's ability to to improve and enhance and transform. I have to believe that. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm aware that like so many of the the stories in our our our, our culture that are most mm, inspiring to us are these rags to riches stories where it's like, look, see this person started with nothing and look how much they were able to accomplish. You have the power to accomplish anything. Um, <laughs> even if you if you if you have nothing to start with and i'm kind of of the belief that like well there's enough resources there's more than enough resources going around that no one should be starting with nothing like right. let's let's create a scenario because we can where where it's not rags to riches it's like good to better <laughs> you know if <laughs> um less inspiring but but uh so i think it it sort of it benefits the system to have people internalize this this belief that if your life is not x y or z if if you're not thriving uh, emotionally spiritually economically etc that it's your fault um you know to a certain extent it's not and 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 if you're then someone that does not have access to the the tools, the resources that could that could that could teach you how to leverage the power of your mind and action into improving your life, then it's really hard to to break that cycle. Right. So, I mean, of course, you know, if you have the internet, those resources are available now. Like you can 
for yoga online, YouTube, anywhere, there's, there's a lot of access there, but, um, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing quite a lot of paradox, uh, in my life lately, again, being someone that is, is white and black and gay. Um, I, I'm aware of my trauma and my guilt. I'm aware of my privilege and my lack of privilege. Um, I'm aware, I'm aware of like my hope and also of my despair. Mm. And, and I think, you know, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with being able to process these polarities because to a certain extent, that's what, that's what yoga has trained me right. to, to embrace is, right. is light and dark and yin and yang. Um, right. And hopefully to, to use that, that the friction of those opposing forces to spark growth and not deterioration. And I do feel like what's going on in the world right now, or at least in our country, but I'd say in the world, um, is is the the physical manifestation of like a a pretty violent spark you know like the word hatha hatha yoga sometimes is translated as ha and the sun moon but the sanskrit word hatha means violent means force it means to strike and it's this idea that in, that to create change you have to first like wake up and pay right. attention and right. you know exhibit force Right. And uh, I see that I see that happening, and so the part of me that that embraces, you know, the the violence, <laughs> not you know, overt acts of like violence and oppression, but 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 assertion and force, um, is is very pleased and stimulated to see what's going on. The part of me that loves peace and harmony and and, <laughs> and coherence is also very agitated by the violence. It's it's the Durga. <laughs> it's that damn Durga. <laughs> oh, Rocky! So much going on in the world. It sounds like we're we're about to wrap up the podcast. Is it already that time? Eh, it's kind of sort of that time. Well, uh, takeaways from the episode is that there is so much going on in the world. Um, <laughs> it's all Durga's fault, <laughs> and. Um, you t- you say something. Something. Oh, powerful, powerful. I just got canceled. <laughs> oh, so that was a test, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're canceled. Um, you're canceled. <laughs> well, I do just want to say, you know, to to everybody out there that is is that has the intention to to be a part of to, to be on the right side of history and to create positive change. Um, I, I celebrate you and I see you and I, I, I thank you for, for that intention. You know, as we all know, you can have the best of intentions and still fuck up. Um, and if you continue to learn as you go, ask, ask more questions than you kind of throw out um, prescriptions of solutions to people. Um, I, I, do, I, I do think that, that change on, on the micro and macro level is possible. And that's certainly what I'm doing. You know, I, I, as as a, a black person that was raised completely in white culture, mm-hmm. um, I have had to educate myself on my blackness just as much as any white person would have to educate themselves on the black, not the black experience, but on black history, because it wasn't taught to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, culturally or, or academically. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's a, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to kind of reconcile what you learned in school versus like the full picture. Right. And, um, yeah, mm. leave it. I mean, that's all I got to say. It's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of us. That's a lot for, um, everyone to take in and just kind of, you know, sit with. And since, uh, the, yeah, I feel like I should really just say my final goodbye since I just got canceled. Right. It, you know what? <laughs> if let's, we should do a, we should do a special episode of Dharma of Dharma do is called Danny's final, final goodbye. <laughs> no, you know what, Danny, I uncancel you. Oh yeah. I'm back. <laughs> That was the most time. stressful situation I've ever been in. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm training right. life for this Danny, your resilience. <laughs> Danny's back. That's the next episode of, of Dharma. Danny's back. And then I'm gonna talk about the trauma of me thinking I was canceled the entire time. Yeah. Danny's back, but probably not for long. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, I love you. I love you too, Rocky. I think, uh, I mean, I'm just so thankful to have your voice and to, to hear what you have to say as well. And you know, it's, it's important. Well, and it changes every day, you know, you ask somebody like, what do you think today? You ask me what I think today, like one day I might be furious and have a lot to say. And the other day I might be like, who knows? It's crazy times and Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, there, there's, there's so many different layers always to explain what's unfolding in, in our right. lives. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm thankful that people are, are interested in having these conversations right now. So thank you as always for giving me a platform to, to share and thanks to, to the listeners for tuning in and, and, you know, being interested in keeping these conversations going. They're important. You matter. You matter. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Till the next year. Dharma dudes. This is Rocky and Danny saying peace out. Peace out guys. Peace out.